Warning, this podcast covers a film that is incredibly explicit and sexually graphic and twisted with very strong sexual adult themes. If you want to turn this podcast off for another episode, do so right now. It will definitely be explicit and uh, a lot of people will not like this film. So yeah, unless unless you are not faint of heart, unless you want to hear about really twisted things in this really twisted movie... Then go to another episode now. This episode is not for under 18. And here we go. Hello, welcome to the Fungi Collective. Today we're going to be reviewing Crash, and we don't mean the 2004 Best Picture controversial winner. We mean a film that could possibly be more controversial. I never saw the 2004 one, by the way, but I did see this one, which was... The 1996 Crash. As usual, spoiler-free review, shout-outs, and then spoiler analysis. So, let's get right into it, alright? So, yeah, this one stars James Spader and Holly Hunter. Now, my usual audience doesn't really care if I cuss, and I'll probably end up cussing somewhat, you know, maybe here and there. Or, who knows. <laughs> anyway, but you, if you are offended by twisted sexual themes, find another episode... This is rated NC-17 in the USA, and I watched the uncut version of this movie. It is very sexually graphic, so if you do not like that, then find another episode. But for the rest of you who want to stick around, I know quite a few of you watch, uh, you're like me, you like these really, uh, these really daring graphic movies. So the premise of this, uh, of Crash from 1996 concerns people who are turned on by cars crashing, the sight of cars crashing, having sex in a just crashed car, or anything to do with that, you know, car accidents, they, it really turns them on, um, yeah, so, yeah, I did warn you about twisted sexual themes, very adult themes in this movie, so, yeah, if there are three acts, they're very loose, it's surreal, it's dreamlike, it's sexually graphic, it leads you through a lifestyle that can only lead to interesting places. I mean, we're introduced to our main couple, but then it slowly becomes more loosely structured without giving anything away. Viewers who are faint of heart, it's like, it's a sight to see. It's an erotic nightmare, and it's, you know, at the same time, it's not sexy. It's pretty frightening, actually. It's, it's a sight to see, but like a car crash, you can't look away. Viewers who are faint of heart will want to look away, though. The movie mainly consists of car crashes and sex and a slow descent into madness. So is, if that is your type of thing, then go right ahead with this movie. Now, the only other David Cronenberg film I've seen so far is The Fly. And, uh, well, I don't think I've done one on The Fly. I could do that one day. Uh, but this is going to be the second David Cronenberg film that I've watched. And so, yeah, David seems really good at uh, body horror and really fucked up sort of things. And this is definitely very fucked up, you know. We begin with uh, the first shot is 36 seconds and uh, she touches her bare breast against a plane. But that's, that's nothing compared to the depravity that's going to come up, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, James Spader, his character is called James and... Uh, Catherine is played by an actress who I'm not sure people really know today, but her name is uh, Deborah Kara Unger. And yeah, so she's basically introduced, uh, you know, she's having a sexual encounter with him and this is still pretty deviant. Very strong sexual references here coming up. So 
do not listen if you're easily offended. Uh, he actually is, uh, he actually is giving oral sex, not in the front, but in the back. So, yeah. I bet some of you have not even heard of that. So, yeah, this is how deviant the film is. Uh, yeah, but I can't go into any more detail without saying spoilers, only that it's very surreal, very almost dreamlike, very you just got to experience it rather than look at the story too much. And yes, I'm analysing it, but I'm analysing this as an experience, as a graphic experience, a car crash you can't look away from. So let's get into the shout-outs, all right? I know some of these shout-outs may not be listening because they, if they don't like graphic content. So Teacup Arenos, Classic Blonde, Naked Airplane, KO, Savage Elbow, El Salt One, Sam from IJ, uh, Still Mellow, Lee JM75, Contrera, Tessie Cat, Pat Cat, Mary Amber, Real Sharks Podcast, aka Riba Shagu, Autistic in Melbourne, Ashy Slashy, Heavenly Imagine, Rose Bagali, Dev Dyna, Marbella Unicorn, Talk Me Into, Larry, 1937-2621, Schlock V, Films with Amy, Film, Mamatic, Zeus, Elsie Cool, Zach Ascot, Greg Fisher, Caution Spoilers, Cinemadness Podcast, and Eric Sloss. Uh, yeah, I think I pronounced uh, Sloss right. I assume that's how. Anyway, um, so yes, I'm now going to go into full spoiler mode because I feel like since this film is more of an experience, I must go into spoilers to really describe how I felt about it. Now, as an experience, it's probably a four-star movie. It's not going to be five stars like 2001 A Space Odyssey or something like that, you know? And, you know, I like weird movies. I like those movies that are out of left field. And I'm increasingly covering more of these sorts of movies, these twisted, depraved movies and these more indie sort of obscure movies. Because, you know, I know that a lot of you, a lot of you are like really big film buffs and you want to find out about everything as I do. You go out of your way to see these. So anyway, so yeah. He uh, meets Holly Hunter's character in the hospital, Dr. Helen Remington. And, uh, you know, uh, in, the hospi- in the same hospital, his, his, wife, his wife, Catherine, seductively talks about a car crash and they're masturbating each other. She's describing, like, the glass and the blood and all these details, and it's really turning them on. See how depraved this is? I'm, I'm not going to say that anymore. You know, it's depraved. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, Helen comes into the car with James, and, uh, this is a bit later, but they, they look at cars that have been crashed, and she's, she's like, how can, how someone can look at a car, let alone drive it, but still, James wants to drive, and, you know, these, uh, the, there are these shots throughout the film where there'll be close-ups of things that he finds seductive, like, uh, cars, or women's legs, or, just any of that, you know? It's kind of like Tetsuo the Iron Man, and when there was a close-up of uh, Metal, Tetsuo the Iron Man is just as twisted as this movie, by the way. So if you're looking for more of that sort of thing, I recommend that. It's a Japanese film from the late 80s in black and white. So anyway, back to Crash now. Uh, Interesting cut between, uh, you know, interesting cut between James and Helen having sex. You know, James, she points out he bought the same car that he'd crashed before for some reason. They, you know, they have sex in the airport car park. Interesting cut between that and we cut to James and Catherine having sex on his couch at home. There's uh, actually two, three of these where they cut between sex scenes, which I found a bit of an interesting effect. I don't think I've really seen that in a movie, you know. The James Dean uh, crash recreation is staged. In terms of filmmaking, it's staged pretty nicely. 
close-ups of the sides and fronts of the cars, you know, like you'd probably see that in Greece or something. Almost like adversaries playing chicken. That's to heighten the so-called thrill to really live vicariously through this twisted perspective. The close-up damage in the cars is again lingered upon with a slow pan. And, you know, they even ask, is it part of the act or are they really getting hurt? And, it, you know, they're wearing no safety gear, recreating these crashes. And, yeah, these guys really are hurt. And the announcer, Voren, is really injured. But he's fine to walk. He does stumble a bit. His passenger's really dizzy, can't stand up. And the police uh, threaten to arrest people, but they're actually the Department of Transport. And so next scene, we have... Uh, you know, I don't think I should just say the whole plot, because what's the point? But, you know, that's there's uh, quite a bit of sexual encounters in cars. You know, there's a lot of uh, masturbation going on in the back seats of cars between various characters. James, at one point, you know, there's an interesting scene that... Before I get to that interesting scene, I think the qu- cars quite literally surround James in most scenes. A Suzuki out in the distance, traffic around him, the sight of crashed cars, they're really a pervasive presence. James is asked during sex with Catherine if he has a crush on Vaughan, and I thought this was a really interesting scene for uh, being sexually explorative, you know, in a, in a natural way, you know, learning about your sexuality because he's making out with Catherine, and she's asking James during the encounter about Vaughan's penis, and if James would slip his penis into Vaughan's anus, and if he's ever sucked a penis, if he knows what semen tastes like. It seems to turn them both on, and it's something I've personally never seen portrayed in film. A man with a woman enjoying his bisexual feelings and being told about graphic sexual fantasies. My guess, well, I think he is bisexual at least, at the very least bisexual. Um, but yeah, so his reactions during that scene were quite interesting. I'd never really seen that in the film. Uh, you know, uh, let's see what else we got. How Vaughan, I'm, I'll just pronounce it Vaughan for simplicity. It's spelt V-A-U-G-H-A-N. I find it interesting how Vaughan describes the car crashes as fertilizing rather than a a destructive event like a liberation of sexual energy mediating the sexuality of those who have died with an intensity that's impossible in any other form to experience that to live it that's his project that's i'm quoting directly from him there and you know i mean apart from the twisted thing of car crashes and getting turned on by him i mean i guess i kind of get it like he he wants to be daring with his sexual encounters you know if he's you know, if you're just having, and, you know, I warned this episode I'll have sex references, so, you know, if you're just having normal vanilla sort of sex and it's getting boring, you want, you want something to spice it up, only Vaughn just takes it to the extreme. He goes too far with it, but I can understand where he's coming from, you know? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it turns out that, uh, Vaughn's partner, is uh, is dead at this point. Vaughn's partner, who was uh, stumbling out of the car after him. Um, and I think Vaughn appears to be turned on, which is weird. And this is just after, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. This scene was really weird. Vaughn was literally taking photos of a car accident and appeared to be incredibly aroused. And yeah, it's, it's kind of chilling to just see these, to see these uh, candidly depicted just these, uh, just this particular dangerous, violent, wrong thing going on, you know, there's, there's a healthy way to express your sexuality, and this isn't it, 
So, yeah. I find there's a really interesting shot after this scene. There's a really cool shot focusing on Vaughn and Catherine. As Catherine slowly strips and the roof of the convertible therein goes over the top of the car. And the windows roll up right in front of us as if to say, Nothing you can do to help these people from a possible doom. They engage in further sexual activity in the car wash. And he fingers her with an incredibly explicit shot. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was nearly pornographic or something like that. Now, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, it definitely deserves adults-only ratings for these scenes. I think the frank depictions of sexuality here are to show firsthand the insanity of James and the other characters. The voyeuristic shots of most of the sex shown in close-up really sell James' perspective to us. It's meant to be candid and shocking, and cutting away in this type of film would miss the point. And the most twisted scene, in my opinion, in this entire movie is when James um, gets with another woman, Gabrielle, and uh, she has a bit of an open scar in her leg. And this is quite gross, actually. So extra content warning. He actually uses it as a vagina. So, yeah, I could not believe that actually happened. And, you know, (laughs) If if you're listening to this, even if you've seen the film, you probably were disgusted by that scene and you're probably almost going to vomit up your lunch and I'm really sorry, but don't say I didn't warn you at the start. So, yeah, it's this, the, the gay feelings that uh, James has for Vaughn eventually culminate in a backseat encounter and, you know, um, they uh, immediately after, Vaughn deliberately crashes a car into another car that James is in and he's ecstatic. He's extremely turned on. And at this point, the film's really gone into a collection of extended sex scenes. But in a way that it furthers the story, because the, 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 the film really is all about sexuality and the dark side of sexuality. And I really get what they were going for. And I think I'd like it better on a second viewing, actually. So, yes, immediately, yeah, it really relies on show, don't tell for this section with minimal dialogue at all. And I like during sequences of suspense or, or, you know, twisted eroticism. They really rely on show, don't tell. And, you know, Catherine finds her car in a car park with a dent. It was Vaughn. She's growing tired of driving through traffic, wants to go home. However, Vaughn chases them on the motorway and uh, it's a wordless car chase. Vaughn loses, crashes his car and lands into a bus, his car a flaming wreck. Vaughn is gone. And James ends up almost killing Catherine in a car crash in the end. She's seriously wounded and half-conscious, but then he ends up giving her sex on a grassy hill next to the wrecked car. And I think that's really just morally... Well, this this whole film's really morally transgressive, but especially that. I mean, she's half-conscious and she's seriously wounded. Why, you know? So, yeah, the film cuts to... It, it it does appear to be consensual, though. I, I'm pretty sure. But the film cut... I'm still questioning it. Sorry. The film cuts to a wider shot of uh, it and pans out and cuts to black. The end. Now, yeah, this film really moves like... I think I said earlier, an erotic nightmare. You know? Not, not only is it... You know, in my opinion, it wasn't... It wasn't like really erotic at all people could read into it differently people could say oh the sex scenes have passion energy and they have all this going for it and no the way this film does it is almost anti-erotic you know 
just something that really challenges you to keep watching these people destroy themselves slowly through twisted acts of sexual pleasure. And yeah, I find that this film is a bit interesting to talk about because, yeah, I doubt that uh, I'm going to watch the 2004 crash unless, you know, maybe a friend's like, hey, let's watch the 2004 crash because why not? I doubt it'll be as twisted as this. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's going to, I'm not sure it's going to ever end up on this podcast. If it does, it does, but whatever. But yes, um, yeah, I've probably made all of you lose your lunch right now, whoever whoever's listening, probably one, two people by now. Mm, yeah, but that's okay. I can understand many people would not handle a film this twisted. I like to cover, as I said earlier, all sorts of films, including this one. And yeah, that's why I really want to cover the challenging films, you know, even, even if they have taboo subject matter like this, or even if, if I ever do if I ever do a, a review or analysis of a film that has a controversial filmmaker at the helm, you know, someone who's done something really bad, or, you know, a controversial actor of the same thing, of the same type, then yes, I'll, I'll mention that, but I mostly judge the movie for the movie, you know? And yeah, I think Crash was a very decent, solid movie. Very twisted, not for everybody. And yeah, either you threw up your lunch or you're you're interested in uh, analyzing this from a distance. <laughs> but yeah, it's really like a car crash. It's the 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 viewers with and the viewers who can look at it will probably like what they see. Some people may hate it. I really think it's a love-hate sort of film. So anyway, yeah. Uh if you want to electrify, if you want to create, if you want to inspire. So we need your voice. Because you can change things for the better.